Across the country, the weather is changing, football season is in full swing, and many businesses are still figuring out what their processes are going to look like in the new normal. But with fewer than 60 days until 2022, it's definitely not too early to start thinking about goals and resolutions. In fact, starting to plan for them right now might actually be what makes those resolutions stick past February of next year. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker On Air. Today, uh, we'll talk specifically about the resolutions that accounts receivable teams should consider making for next year and how they can prepare now to get senior leadership on board and ultimately make them a success. Uh, I'm joined today by Diana Egan. Uh, she is uh, Esker's Director of Order to Cash Sales, and she's here to share her firsthand experience with what Invoice to Cash leaders are doing now uh, to prepare for and drive growth in the next year. So, Diana, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Scott. Well, right out the gate, let's let's talk um, priorities. What are you hearing out there? Um, what what are you hearing about AR and what the priorities are going forward into 2022? There are a lot of priorities planned <laughs> um, for transformational change uh, for the next year, and you know, accounts receivable, really finance leaders in general have an opportunity to make a, a pretty significant impact based on the types of projects that they're going to undertake. I mean, with, with all the change that's happened in the past, gosh, year and a half, almost two years now, really a lot of the companies that we're talking to, you know, they understand that, you know, it's not about doing the most or the most work now. It's really about doing the most important work. And so there's a lot of priorities that they have to make. And, they definitely want to focus in a, a couple different buckets per se. Um, and AR leaders are talking about what they can do to really still eliminate kind of all those manual tasks because a lot of teams are still working remotely or in maybe kind of this hybrid model environment and they still have manual processes. And, and frankly, some even still have some paper-based processes. And all of that is detrimental to their productivity. So we've got to eliminate some of the manual uh, tasks and, and all the back and forth still living inside someone's uh, inbox and in their, in their email back and forth. They also have to recruit and retain talent. I mean, finance, you know, teams are they're just not immune to all the labor shortage that's happening everywhere right now. It's, it's really causing them to take a look at how they attract, you know, really good accounting and finance staff, um, especially kind of that that younger generation, and how they're going to empower their current employees to keep them happy, um, ensure that they're not jumping ship and going someplace else. And then, and then last, of course, they they just they need better control, better visibility, and and reporting over AR processes. So, you know, after this this big disruption over the last, again, year and a half, you know, everyone's kind of looking for fewer surprises and AR leaders just want to be able to keep a close eye on receivables and the cash conversion cycle as a whole and, you know, overall decrease the risk and be better prepared for, for whatever's next. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone 
listening has had experience with with New Year's resolutions over the years, and those can either be personal or professional. Um, I'm sure we have experience with with those resolutions that have started out strong, but quickly fizzled out until they're forgotten about altogether. What do you think the difference is between AR initiatives that stick and those that die out before they even get off the ground? Well, well, without a doubt, I mean, it's it's change management. I mean, the first step, right, in change management is, is planning for the change. You know, the, the top companies, they just have this, you know, unrelenting focus on efficiency, which really just starts from the very beginning. So, you know, finance leaders, they've got to socialize what's coming down the pike. They got to get the cheerleaders and the project champions, you know, on board early and make sure everyone understands that, you know, with these types of projects, there's always going to be some small bumps in the road and, but they need to get in front of and explain what they're going to do to mitigate some of those challenges. And they just really need to plan you know, for the change. If they do that, they'll make sure that those uh, those get off the ground and stick. Well, based on that, uh, what should AR teams be doing over the next couple months to set themselves up for AR growth in 2022? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I think first, they just really need to take stock. I mean, they, they've really got to look at what processes need to be improved and, and automated. You know, what you're going to make... The, the biggest impact on overall working capital management. I know just in, in talking with our customers that at times, you know, controllers, they just lack the necessary information to report on where the gaps are, right, in the process. And they struggle to make an automation investment, you know, within credit to cash, you know, but if you're going to get the C-suite on board, you need to know what the impacts of automation are and they're going to need to be able to communicate that clearly and, and, of course, with numbers, right, when they can. So you've got to start putting together the business case. And, you know, any technology provider worth their salt is going to be able to help identify the highest impact, you know, least resources needed opportunities or even, you know, what options are going to impact their customer experience most or, what external functionality is going to complement their existing ERP investment, they're going to be able to help um, the organization understand what those things are for sure. Let's say a business isn't able to fully automate their AR process all at once. Um, in your experience, where is where would you say the most impactful place is to start? I would actually be shocked if an organization wanted to fully automate AR all at once, you know, end to end. Unless, of course, maybe they're in the process of transitioning maybe to a new ERP. I mean, that that's a big change. You know, billing and collections and credit management and claims and deductions and cash app. I mean, it's a lot to take on. And most will approach it, you know, process by process really kind of taking on only what they can kind of fully get behind as the business needs it, because, you know, all of it needs to complement their current ERP. But what will have the greatest and, and most immediate and positive effect, you know, on their customers, uh, it's simply, you know, for them to be easier to do business with. I mean, so by providing tools such as um, 
a customer portal, right? That gives them a place to view and pay their invoices and download statements and apply credits and have their customers be able to request, you know, payment plans if you provide them and sign up for auto pay and dispute and, you know, communicate with your AR staff and so forth. I mean, it's it's a crucial element to, to have and those capabilities are needed to improve customer satisfaction. So if you provide your customers with a bunch of these, you know, like self-service options, it's going to reduce the need for their customers to contact AR, you know, and and ask about billing needs and <laughs> asking about a copy of the invoice and such. So when that happens, then it gives the team much more time needed back to focus on, you know, other aspects of collecting cash and and managing receivables. So it's really a win on on both fronts. I mean, it improves customer experience as well as you know the back office efficiency. And as as finance leaders put their plans together for an investment in a in a process improvement project, what should they consider as they put their business case together? I would say change has is never a, a seamless process, but um, certainly distinguishing kind of fact from fiction is going to go a long way when building their their business case. Um, you know, so for some companies, there's still this connotation that you know automation is a replacement for people and you know possibly a detriment to customer service you know it, it's really not automation and finance is, is it's much more like a, a highly productive member of their team i mean digitizing and automating the aspects of the process that should be automated while um, letting their existing employees focus their attention on just again more productive high value tasks and you know, all AR departments have their own goals, but every AR department I know, you know, every customer I've talked to has always shared three of the same goals, you know, reducing operating costs, collecting payments faster, and strengthening their relationships with their customers. And so AR automation is just simply a tool to help support and accomplish those. So I would recommend for the business case, however, that they need to define what those objectives are very clearly, because ultimately they're probably going to have to prove out those goals. So things like, you know, what do you want the project to accomplish? You know, what specifically do you want to automate? Um, second, you got to back it up with research. You got to calculate the projected ROI. You got to document exactly what your process is today and you know, again, when you work with a solution provider, you can then take that information and compare it to best-in-class AR processes. And then last, I would say, you know, consult all the main stakeholders, right? Execs, IT, AR, you know, team members, and, and frankly, even sales, especially if you're looking to change anything that's that's customer-facing. And so as as AR leaders are, are going to be looking forward now, what obstacles do you think they may uh, they might run into uh, as they're trying to get these projects approved? Yeah, I mean, considering how the, the last you know, 18 to 24 months has challenged a lot of companies, it's it's not going to be easy. But, you know, it's also been a time that's really presented opportunities for many of our customers. I mean, you know, especially those in industries like building materials and uh, and life sciences. I mean, for those companies who 
have invested in automation for you know, very specific business processes within finance, really because of the pandemic, like they needed tools accessible for remote work. Um, those companies are now kind of on phase two and, and they're kind of maximizing their investment and preparing for even further, you know, digitization of their department, which is, I mean, it's exciting. So I would say that, you know, some of the, the biggest obstacles for any organization, frankly, these days is probably going to be securing IT resources, you know, because you've got these types of, you know, phase two projects all over an organization. So you're competing against a lot of different departments and, you know, companies are often already running pretty lean with IT. So my recommendation is to get those folks engaged soon, you know, talk about what you're trying to accomplish with them. Explore whether it makes sense, maybe to bring in tech resources temporarily, maybe from the outside. You know, would that actually cost the business less if you did that? Um, I'd also really dig into kind of the real IT effort if you are exploring an automation option um, in a project in 22. You know, for some automation options, the effort for IT really isn't as much as you would think. I mean, it's only kind of a couple of weeks. I know we have, Scott, in, in our portfolio, some solutions in AR where it literally is a few weeks to set up. There are other technologies out there that maybe they're kind of template-based or they're on-prem, and so it's going to require a lot more IT involvement than, say, cloud-based solutions like what we provide. So I would just say really dig into it and find out what the real effort is and then engage IT um, as soon as you possibly can to start having those conversations because I think that's probably going to be the biggest obstacle people are going to face going into 22. Sure. Well, I think it's clear here um, there's an abundance of, of benefits for, for all areas of an AR team when automating. Um, Diana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh, again today and, and breaking all that down for us. Thanks so much. And thank you, as always, to our listeners for joining us. Uh, if you're looking for more information on digital transformation in your business processes, as always, you can find us at esker.com. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe, everyone, and, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.